Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary who are pa- my patrons. What's up, my patron peeps? Piggity, 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 patron. It's time for your episode of Sleep With Me. Good night. Oh, thank you. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And we're going to do the rest. Uh, we're gonna, uh, I'm going to do the rest or whatever. I'm going to try to create a safe place. We're going to do it together, actually. We are. We are going to do it together. Uh, we're going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, thinking... In your thinker, uh, feelings, uh, you know, feeling their way around you, you know, saying, well, she's uh, like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Physical sensations, noises, changes in routine, travel, event, events, you know, any kind of events, event planning. Uh, obviously, that's, or if event planners, you could have an event planner. That could be a whole other thing. You could be a an event planner. You could be you could be named event planner, and that would be its own. I mean, that would be a lot of sleepless nights. I can see why. If you say, "Why'd you?" Because I guess the first question would be, "Why'd your parents name you that?" And I guess after at first kindergarten or first grade, you might not totally understand. You'd be like, "Well, that's my name," or you know, be like, "Well, because." But then around third or fourth grade, it would get pretty tiring. I bet. There would be a time in high school, if you embraced it, where it would be pretty sweet to be event planner. Then in college, be fantastic. That would be like, they'd be like, do, do, have you met event planner? Be like, no, they haven't come by. Like, I've never met them. I've heard about them. Oh, they are the best. Event planner is just, oh, I can't wait till they come over. So anyway, let me get back to uh, the, the the listeners here. So so I'm going to try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake. Uh, and the way I'm going to create that safe place, we're going to create it together. We we always have, I think, in some sense. I'm going to send I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. You've you've already seen a few. I'm going to plan an event, uh, but, but like you really can't plan. I'm going to set, that's what I mean is create a safe place. You really can't plan an, an event for bed. Uh, people have tried, people sell stuff all the time. Well, this will put you asleep, whatever. This podcast is a little bit different. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. It, it, a couple of things, I'll give you the structure and I'll give you the, the few things you need to know about this show. It's a little bit different, clearly, you probably already figured that out. Uh, a couple things about the show. It's a podcast. You don't really need to listen to it too closely. It's meant to take your mind off stuff, engage you enough uh, so that you, whatever's been keeping you awake, uh, you know, be kind of entertaining-ish. Uh, like, uh, But you don't have to listen closely. But it's also a sleep podcast where you're, where you're not supposed to fall asleep. You can fall asleep whenever you do, Whenever you wish, but if for some reason you can't, I'll be here the whole time uh, keeping you company. And I won't be the other one. That's what I mean, we create a safe place, but I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, 
structurally, like, like the show is uh, five, top of the show is five or six minutes of business. If you're new and not that important, if you're a regular listener, please, please listen to that stuff. Really important to keep the show free and archives free, essential, actually. But if you're new, not, not that important. And like, uh, then, so then after that business and the credits and everything, we have, uh, these intros, which are somewhere, I think I said this last week, like somewhere like recently, like 11 minutes or 14 minutes or 12, somewhere 16, 14, maybe sometimes 10 minutes, somewhere in that range. One of those, or some, you know, sometimes it'll be 26 seconds you know, 10 minutes, uh, 41 seconds, somewhere in that range. And you say, geez, that's just the intro for the show. When do you get to the story? Well, the story part, the uh, you could skip ahead to it. I, I put it in the show notes about the time the story starts. But this is has become an essential part of the show, this long intro. Some people, you know, brush their teeth and stretch to it. Uh, some people fluff their pillows but it really, it kind of sets the mood. And for new people, it says, okay, what am I going to expect here? It says some serious nonsense. But I would say also, and I don't know if this is the right word for conundrum, and because I, I overuse paradox, and but a kind of a strange digital conundrum here, because I make the podcast. I put it out three times a week. I work really hard on the show to be consistent and to be here on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights. Uh, but there's all these other people listening to the show, and not everybody's listening at the exact same time, but there's a big enough audience that at any moment that you're listening to the show, there's other people that are listening too. And when I say conundrum, I guess I mean, like, probably I don't mean it, like, I, it's something I don't understand how it works, even though I make this podcast. I don't believe it makes any sense, but the fact that all these people are listening, even though I make the show and the editors help edit the show and Farrell helps put out the show, my network, and there's a bunch of people that work there very hard, and Carl and Chris Hosterson work very hard, and Jonathan, everybody, but that, like, uh, by putting it out there, I don't know if it gets amplified or or... No, there's a bunch of other people, you know what I mean? There's some sort of, like, uh, it's a conundrum. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, I guess you can explain it since you're not alone. I mean, that's why I make the show. And I'm, that's why I always say I'm, I'm a goo brain. I'm not a guru. I'm no, no guru, but I'm a goo brain. But, but it's like uh, it's, somehow this podcast... Uh, I don't know. I guess like I'm doing my best to explain it because it, and I'm in a conundrum now. I, I know that's the right. Like uh, I've said, I'm going to explain something, and I don't know how to explain it. But we make this show together it, it be, because uh, there's some some heart like uh, like a shared thing with this podcast. And if you're new, there's all, there's also no pressure to because it's a passive partaking in that shared experience. So, and it doesn't work for everybody, unfortunately. I mean, it's it's like, uh, but uh, <laughs> maybe I should go back to what was it? What was it? What was that jokey stuff I was doing earlier? That was a little bit easier. Oh, event planner. If if event planner was here, they would wow you because they don't like they say. Well, actually, it's uh, 
It's not quite a paradox. It's a, uh, the other word that you're looking for, like a event planner would know that. But I guess that's one of the struggles at bedtime is you can plan it all you want. And, and a lot of us do. And it is a big part of it. For me, a bedtime routine is very important to, to, to kind of set it up, at least to, to, to increase the likelihood the chatter is going to get a little bit lower in my brain. And I'm going to feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more settled, and, and then I'm going to drift off into sleep. Uh, but sometimes it is like like it doesn't make any sense. You say, geez, I don't know why I can't fall asleep tonight. I'm not even stressed. And I had a banana at 4.30 or whatever you're supposed to do, you know. Like I, I, I rubbed, you know, don't rub banana juice on your forehead. But, it, you know, in the giant crevice in my, for, my, my furrow, brow furrow crevice, or whatever you want to call that, frown frown lines, frown lines. I've got those. I get frown, frown ditches. Had had those since I was like about four four fourteen. But uh, yeah, they, they had character. You're right, event planner. You really know how to turn things around. Event planner, I, you know, ode to event planner. Uh, such a great name. It was so tough for you in grammar school and even middle school. But once you got to high school and you learned that your name, and I don't even know the backstory of Lake because I'm not going to ask because I know you've always been asked. Uh, it just has a ring to it when it's a first and last name event planner. And you take it out of the context of event planning. Oh, event! She's so she's so spontaneous. That event planner. That would be funny. It would be. I could see you laughing. What do you? What do you? What, never mind. I I think I almost asked event planner out on a date, uh, and it's a figment of my imagination. So I don't know which which is stranger, but that pretty much gives you a pretty good flavor of the podcast if you're new. Uh, and I guess I'm gl- I'm glad you're here. I say that a lot. I usually say it at the very end. It's you kind of share in this thing. If you have trouble sleeping, I've been there in the deep, dark night, lying there, tossing and turning, struggling, I would say, is a, is a uh, understatement of how it feels. And I really think uh, everybody deserves a good night's sleep because it's tough out there. It is really hard. And it'd be nice for you. And I, so I hope this podcast can help you. It, like, uh, and if not, you know, you can email me. I could say, Hey, well, I've tried these other things or this is my bedtime routine or whatever. Uh, because I know like, and that's why I make this show and, and I work so hard at it. So it's here consistently three times a week for you. So if you're new in uh, this, is your first episode, give the show a few tries. I mean, if you immediately are having a reaction, I guess it wouldn't be immediate anymore because you've been listening about 16, 17 minutes. But, uh, you know, it's no pressure for it to work for you or for you like it. Uh, but give it a few tries. A lot of reviewers, a lot of listeners, you know, they, like even event, you know, this podcast is the only podcast uh, endorsed by event planner, event planner and event planner, also event planner, her, uh, um, like an endorsement is pending, Yvette Planner, and also he said to Paneer, but I say I, I, I call it a Panner anyway. 
that's also pending. And there's probably a couple other ones out there. So I'm going to have all my bases covered. Uh, but as they say, every episode or as many, when I can, you know, most of the time is I'm glad you're here. I work hard, I strive, and I yearn to help you fall asleep. So thank you so much for coming by. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome to part two of our Blue Light special, special episodes. Uh, I guess I'll get you caught up, though, in case you slept through the last episode or you, you didn't even hear it. You don't need to. I, I'll catch you up on everything, maybe put, ideally put you to sleep while I'm catching you up. But if not, I'll recount the events of the last episode, uh, the first Blue Light special episode. Uh, I was recounting my, how it started was I was recounting my uh, my love of morally safer and then uh, saying, well, realistically, is it, you know, I covered that stuff. Is it more, you know, scoots, is this real? Is it like a, is it fiction, your imagination gone wild? And I said, yes, possibly yes to all of those. But uh, morally safer and I, you know, we were back on track in Florida this is the first episode of this. It's just a two-parter. Uh, this is part two. And we were we were investigating. We had come, well, mostly I had pitched Morley, who also assumes my name is Derek. I pitched Morley and investigating a story. This was years ago, but recounting the story recently that the blue light in devices that keeps you awake at night, that affects your sleep, uh, the rise of blue light in devices that, you know, send out blue light was also related somehow to the decline of Kmart, the originator of the, originator of the blue light special. And whether it was to humor me or because he believed it, Morley and I went uh, to Florida Kmart's and started to, got on the case of the blue light. And quickly became apparent that our old enemies, the Plutonians, were involved, and that they were gathering blue lights at a central floor, a central location in Florida, to use for some nefarious means, uh, probably to keep us up later than our bedtimes. But we haven't got to that part yet. And Morley and I tracked them to a commercial like warehouse in a you know office park and where we found thousands upon thousands of blue lights and the Plutonians, uh, who either are disguised as giant bunny rabbits or are giant bunny rabbits. And also Morley was, I think, as the episode concluded, first we went we went to bed, but right before we went to bed, Morley seemed ready to, to turn against me and the people of Earth. But then we wanted to sleep, and when I woke up the next day... Uh, because it was a warehouse and there was no natural light, I didn't know what time it was. And I noticed the blue lights were, were roaring. So now we're back to episode two of uh, Blue Light Special. And I'd woken up and I looked around and Morley was standing in the middle of the room. And in the warehouse, through the you know office windows, we were sleeping in one of those offices within a warehouse uh the blue lights were going, and they were shining on Morley's face. And Morley was standing there, and Morley went out uh, and uh, r- walked out of the office. And I was still, you know, in bed. And I had my, like, I'd taken my pants off. I'd buy, you know, but, I, like, so it took me a little while to uh, get myself together 
Like, otherwise, I would, you know, if I was, like, uh, I didn't immediately hop to action. So I put my pants on, then I took them back, then I went and, like, uh, you know, used the restroom, washed my face. Uh, there was actually toothbrush and toothpaste in there, unopened. So I brushed my teeth, really freshened up. I really felt like I needed coffee. Uh, but first, I needed to get to the bottom of things. And Morley was standing out there in front of three, like, uh, bigger than human bunny rabbits, uh, and with blue fur. And I saw he was talking to us, probably missing some important things. Uh, so then I ran out. I realized I hadn't put my shirt on, though. And I'd washed my face and I dribbled, uh, a toothpaste out of like, and I guess toothpaste was still in my like a half bearded, unshaven face. And when I got got out there, Morley was uh, like, uh, he was he said yes, as he had said last episode, he said he was still explaining to the Plutonians uh, that he was ready to to to, to join them. And I said, Morley, what are you doing? Like, can you start? What did you do while I was gone? Like for the last four minutes, what 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 did I miss? Uh, and one of the Plutonians cackled and said, uh, Mister Safer has joined us, and we were just about to film in on how you've deceived him, uh, Derek, if that is your real name. And Morley said, It is his real name. And they said, It is not, Mister Safer. You've been, no wonder you want to join us. And then they told him that I wasn't Derek and that I wasn't, like, uh, you know, the reliable trustworthy. And, you know, of course, Morley said, Derek, no. And then there was, like, a little bit of an old school comedy routine that I'll skip over where Morley kept forgetting my name even after I'd broken his heart, apparently, in his will to remain a part of the hum- humanity. And he kept saying, no, Derek. And then they say, his name is Scoots or Drew, which do you prefer? And then uh, he would always, he couldn't, he couldn't get it. He couldn't get my name. And then I said, well, like, uh, first the bunny said, did you spill toothpaste and forget to put your shirt? I said, no, no, I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth. I'm so upset with you, Morley. I can't believe you turned. I said, what would, uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald and Eddie Snowden and Leslie Stahl say to this? And then they said, just like out of the worst possible situation, especially because they still didn't have a shirt on, out of the shadows stepped Glenn Greenwald, Leslie Stahl, and Eddie Snowden, bathed in blue light, uh, or were they? Was everything gone blue? And they said, we are, you know, they, they were already hit, like the blue light was shining in their eyes. So I figured it was the blue light. The problem was there's about 10,000 blue lights, otherwise it would have shut it off. And they said, we've decided to join the Plutonians too. And they stood to the side of Morley and looked at me. And I said, I can't believe you're doing it. They said, what about humanity? And then the rabbits, they started to talk about their plans, and they brought me over to this giant machine uh, that was, like, uh, somehow just distilling the blue light. It was make, it was making a lot of noise, and there was blue light, like, uh, it was somehow sucking in the blue light, and then uh, it was, uh, go, you know, making a bunch of whirring noises, and 
reflecting everything, but then the blue light was being concentrated. Very cool. I said, you know who would like this was uh, Nikola Tesla. And then it was going into something and then, like, getting concentrated by this machine. You know, it had, like, different, uh, it, it just looked like one of those distillation machines. Like, uh, it had, like, the circles and, you know, like, pulsating, all those things. And I said, what are you doing? You're, you're distilling the blue light and injecting it into our devices? And the rabbits laughed. And the, then, the, the like, uh... And I said, morally, I said, it's it's not dare. I said, like, and he said, like, I said, it's Scoots, uh, Leslie. But they were all, like, uh, mesmerized by the blue light. And I said, Glenn, what about all your dogs? Uh, What would they say now that you're part of, and then the the rabbits brought them rabbit suits and they started putting them on. And I said, Eddie, no. I said, we have the same hair. And they said, take your shirt off, Eddie. Like, they said, let's see if we have the same body hair, too. And then they all put on bunny suits. And then they said, okay, wait a second. I was about to figure out your plans. I said, so you're taking all the Kmart blue light. You're concentrating it or distilling it down. And then you're you're not ejecting, injecting it into our devices to keep us up at night. And they said, even better. And then they said, why don't you follow current events? And they said, because they, they get on my nerves. And they said, no, no, no. And I said, oh, like work backwards through current events. And I said, I said, I can't. That just, I said, this is like, uh, I don't tell those kind of stories. And I said, are you injecting the blue light into the, like right into Twitter and Facebook, aren't you? And all those other places. And then the bunnies laughed. And then I noticed that everyone was a bunny. And I thought to myself, without, you know, I was really pushed to my limits because I said without Glenn Green, without Morley, and then without, like, uh, you know, mostly Leslie Stahl. No offense to Glenn Greenwald and Eddie Snowden, but uh, other than uh, Morley, the person that makes me feel most, uh, I don't know, just really she instills a lot of confidence in me. But now seeing her in a bunny suit... And these were good bunny suits, so immediately I didn't know who was who, who was who, including the Plutonians. And I said, "What are you up to?" And they like, they, they, and I said, "Oh no!" And they said, "Well, I don't have any more." And then I remembered all the podcast intros I did, hundreds of podcast intros, where the punchline was something having to do with me sticking my head in a. Uh, you know, in a particle collider or a particle accelerator. And while this was a blue light, like a distill, distillerator, you know, I said, oh, I, I said, I see now what I have to do. And I dove right into the distiller, right in with the blue lights. And unfortunately, like I, the first time I aimed wrong uh, because it was a reflection. So that would cause, I bumped, you know, bump, I gave, gave myself a little bump on the noggin. But then I realized I had to go around the side. And the bunny, you know, the rabbits, luckily, there was a lot of bumping into one another because they're not exactly, especially people in rabbit suits uh, that aren't used to being in giant rabbit suits. So I was more agile. I wasn't as agile as a bunny. I was ad- agile as uh investigative reporters in rabbit suits and but anyway so i was able to go around and then dive into the blue lights 
And uh, then I even heard Morley again, not know my, he said, Derek, no, no. Like, and I said, for, I, for a second, I thought, uh, oh, he was faking it the whole time. Just like I should have known. But it was too late. And I, I mean, too, too, too late to change my mind. And there was a great flash of blue and there was whirring. And, and then there was like, a, it was spinning like somehow, of course, I got on the essence of the Kmart blue light swir swirling round and round. Then there was the classic thing where you every experience, every trip to Kmart in my entire life, I relived those. And there was many more trips there than I thought I'd experienced. I mean, I shared the one episode where I would go, where I write about the Kmart earrings for the like the girl, my girl, my uh, arranged girlfriend. And then, then there was uh, like other trips by candy before going to the movies. I remember, I think I got a trapper keeper, but then there was times getting school clothes, uh, doing general shopping, getting clothes for my siblings, birthday presents. Even a couple of times I mixed up Ames and Kmart, which caused like, uh, uh, like a pink light to just jut in and, and like give me a little wake up, like a wake up tickle, we'll say. And then I started, you know, like I actually, even though this was like a flashback montage that I was experiencing, it wasn't totally paying attention because it was like a lot of boring trips that came or like when I would hide in between the racks and my mother. So then I felt like I, like a, that, that I remembered. Then I actually w was like doing that. Uh, and I was saying to the other parts, I said, you want to play hide-and-seek in Kmart? And then it was cool because it was Kmart bathed in blue light. It was a little bit darker. So then I was playing hide-and-seek, which was very challenging. I guess then what you do is you just check everything closed. You just stick your arm in there until you find it. was like, so it was fun for a little while. And then we raced around, like, so this was me and alternative universe me's, and then we were racing around. Then we did a lot of things, you'd you know, like a diving into candy uh, displays. That was fun. Uh, break dancing, we did that. Uh, then the blue lights start up again. I realized, then I had to go, then this, this is when I wasn't paying attention because it was like the history of Kmart, I think. I don't even remember what happened. I think I relived all of that. Uh, like, like it went back and forth. And then, uh, uh, then I, I realized the essence of the issue was, uh, I started to experience some blue light blues or blue light. Whoa. I would definitely call blue light. Whoa. But blue light blues sounds so much better. But it was definitely woe, because woe was a little bit more of a distilled version of the blues, I think. And I was noticing the blue light blues from the corporate-like thing, but also from the customer that the blue light is supposed to trigger, you know, that it had this multi-pronged psychological approach to get you to spend money. And then I was experiencing things in an empathetic and compassionate way as the blue light, as the impartial observer and causer of woe. And I think Joey Lawrence would have said woe because it was deep. It was deep. Like, uh, and I, I, that was the one time I said, wait a second, did I t like, I don't, like, I'm so sober. I didn't take any mushrooms or anything. 
but it was definitely that like level of uh, near spiritual experience. Because I was standing, like, this I felt like it was a little bit, I don't want, this might be a jump in the use of this word, but I did feel like it was Dickensian. I was standing, observing the blue light, observing families, uh, dealing with blue light specials in different circumstances. The wide diversity of Kmart customers over a wide span of time. And the whole time, like a strange uh, bird or an eye on a pole or a light on a pole or like a bizarre, flam- you know, flamingo on another planet, uh, watching and watching the woe, mostly remembering the woe. And the blue light didn't have any capacity to do anything with it other than whir and turn and circularly cause it. And, uh, like, uh, I said, what was being cut? Ca- and I said, oh, probably the lead poles, because they have these big, thick lead poles. Or maybe, you know, the fake wood cabinets. Uh, and that was an experience, man. And at some point I was hugging, like, again, this I think this, this was all happening in the machine or within my mind or both at the same time. I was like, then I was living a whole, then I went into a whole nother world. Uh, again, this is where I said, get Chuck Dickens on. Remember we used to call him, remember that time I called him Chuck Dicks? We could have used, that would be someone that would write fiction that takes place at Kmart, Chuck Dicks. And there we were. I had like, then I was like drinking at the Kmart cafe with blue lights and I had my arms around them. Then I was striking up a romance with one blue light and dancing with her or him or they and spinning it around at Kmart and then living a fake, you know, like the the years of our life, like a whole lifetime of a relationship within a Kmart in a montage, which was pretty easy to do, actually. I mean, first there was the dancing and the kissing and if there was ever a strange uh, marketing object to dance with and romance with, other than a humanoid one, blue light, if you've never danced with the blue light under blue light within blue light concentration uh, distillation machine, you really haven't lived because then I was spinning around and you could do like really hold it in your arms, just like a, just like a delicate, like a, just like a dance, just like the times you if you fantasize about dancing with flamingos, it's not that different. And just a long enough neck for you to plant a kiss and put your hand behind the head of the light. Uh, even there was times I was still, like uh, the times that wag or. Uh, the times they came or did have a wig section, putting wigs on my blue light. Uh, you know, then going through in like uh, formal wear, like uh, summer wear, you know, then, you know, t- time like uh, expectant blue light uh, going to children's wear and uh, or baby, you know, infant toddler. And then, you know, sitting at the Kmart Cafe with our 2.5 blue light children, whatever the year it was, 1985. And me, you know, me like, uh, like, uh, you know, the, the whole thing. And then being with my blue, the blue light boys, that was my cat, you know, my blue light doo-wop band and singing with them. And of course then, you know, falling in love with another blue light, which is hard to identify to, you know, 
and going down that, like, so the whole lifetime of that, which I don't even know if that had to do with anything. Uh, I think it was maybe a distraction. Oh, no, that was something I was thinking about when I was bored. Maybe. I can't remember now. And eventually, you know, me being cast out of, like, you know, being my own woe with the blue lights. Uh, so I think that was just something I was fantasizing about, like, uh, while I was watching the history of the Kmart Corporation and the blue lights. But then it came back to that woe, and soon the whirring and the spinning of the light became that word woe, woe, woe. And I saw the heavy load that these uh, blue lights uh, did bear, uh, uh, you know, with the blue light specials. And I saw that, uh, you know, I saw it all. I guess I saw it all. Uh, but above all, I, I saw that, that, that the, the uh, Plutonians were clearly taking the woe of the blue lights and injecting it directly into social media and probably distributing it, and, and like all mass, I don't know, like you could figure that part out, you're smart enough. And it was just pouring, and it was all this energy from all these blue lights and from multiple locations, you know, across wherever else they were storing all these blue lights, uh, that it wasn't just the, the blue light, the fact that the blue light irritate messes up our sleep, that was just like a uh, added benefit like, really, these blue lights were also, just like the low level, that the blue light distribute, just messes up your sleep on a low level. All this low level, woe level energy that these blue lights had been concentrating themselves over the years was now being reconstituted and redistributed. And I thought to myself, at one point, I had like a light bulb clicked on over my head. I said, no wonder. And we were all pointing the finger at blankety-blank or blankety-blank and, and thinking that was where all this negative energy was coming from. But, real, and, but meanwhile, I was swimming in a slipstream in this blue light. I didn't know uh, like I could, I guess I couldn't get my cr credentials authorized every time it tried to shoot me into one of those, uh, like it said, you know, need a token, you know, authorization token. And it would bounce me back into the machine where I'd just be circling in the blue lights. And uh, at some point I said to myself, what am I going to, like, how am I going to fix things? Uh, and then I looked out and, uh, at some point, Morley had taken the rabbit head off. He was still in a rabbit suit, but he had taken the head off. Uh, and Glenn and Eddie Snowden and Leslie Stahl and the ruse was up that they had been faking, that they wanted to join Pluto. And then the, the Plutonians were saying, well, now you will join Pluto. And so they were like uh, boarding a spaceship, and I said, "Holy mackerel! I can't." I said, "I can't, can't let them get off a of planet. We need them here." And so I started. I said, "Well, how am I going to figure? How am I going to say?" That? And I had noticed all the boys shoot. You know, had to shoot into these different. Uh, I don't know if they're Ethernet or whatever. And then I said, for a split second, I thought of Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. And I said, geez, I could have used Dr. Manhattan's help right then. Yeah, but I said, he's blue. I said, okay, maybe I got it. Like, so then I like used my body to block the Ethernet, whatever the thing was that the, you know, 
how was getting it onto the internet? Like, uh, I blocked up those like inputs. So then the concentrated blue energy and woe was like, uh, like turning me blue. Fortunately, wasn't ter- like not everything was looking anatomically like Doctor Manhattan, or I guess like not like the one in the movie, but uh, like like a. Uh, and uh, like I, I wasn't too concerned about the level of woe because that's like my middle name is woe is me. So I said, okay, I can handle that. Uh, especially since I just lived four or five lifetimes of Kmart level experience, and I started to like uh, like absorb more and more blue light. And I said, okay, this is good. And I said, Nikola Tesla, if you're out there, I need your help. Uh, and then I, we said, okay, that didn't work. And I said, more and more. And the machine was vibrating. Uh, and I said, sooner or later, these rabbit plutonian, rabbit, rabbit plutonians, or whatever you want to call them, uh, are going to like uh, catch on. And I'm going to be in trouble. And I, I can't have them launching, uh, you know, the greatest team of heroes Earth's ever known. In my, and I said, uh, Nikola Tesla, if you can hear me, uh, Derek needs you, and uh, Leslie Stahl, Glenn Greenwald, Eddie Snowden, and Morley Safer. And that's when I heard the sound of the Tesla coil that anybody that's ever been to a children's science museum knows by now. That sound like uh, like that goes, you know, it's, it's just a cool, cool sound. Uh, powering up, and then uh, the blue light turned, you know, bluish white, uh, and it started to echo and vibrate, and I started to get bluer and bluer, and then the machine, you know, and then boom, the machine, it it put a powdery blue poof, which was strange, but whatever, it poofed, and uh, I poofed out of the machine, and luckily I had jeans on, so actually it didn't, like, uh, but I was blue, and I had blue jeans on. Still no shirt, still some toothpaste, but that was, like, already bluish anyway. And I didn't get any muscles like Dr. Manhattan, uh, and my hair didn't, like, it was still out of place, like, normal. And I didn't have, like, I just looked like myself, like, uh, I said, like, a bit like, uh, what, uh, not Veruca Salt, but the other one with the gum and then I noticed all the rabbits were and I said oopsie uh oopsie and the rabbits were furious and uh, then they were looking at me and then they were arguing and then Morley and them were on the rocket it looked like a rocket right out of a movie and they were looking like uh look at me and the rabbits were arguing, and then they said that they, they said, you know, they were talking about me. Like they said, well, he's a buffoon. Uh, it's fine. He's now concentrated bull light. Uh, we'll take him with us. And they said, what are we going to do? And they said, well, we'll fi- they said we could use him to spread the negativity. We'll figure it out. Like, uh, and then I said, what do you mean exactly? They said, well, they said, uh, I said, what do you, they said, you just want to make people unhappy? And they said, yeah, so like like you saw with Morley, that people want to become Plutonians. 
And they said, what's the first sign you want to become a Plutonian? And they said, you dye eggs when it's not Easter. And they said, oh, this is also about selling more dye. I said, is that always your plan, like to sell more Easter egg dye? They said, so the, is, I said, is Pluto's the Paz planet? And they said, don't worry about it. What you need to worry about is uh, your leadership skills. And I said, what do you mean leadership skills? And they said, you're a natural leader. And uh, you'll be the perfect leader for Earth. Uh, and when we take over, we're not even, they said it'll be white glove, kid glove takeover. And I said, oh, like, I was wondering what that meant. Uh, because I was watching a show on Netflix uh, that takes place in Norway. And they they said, occupy. They said, so you're going to occupy Earth. And they said, well, we won't even really be occupying it uh, and then they explained to me, this was way, like, it ends up the dye in Easter, that used to dye Easter eggs. Like, Pluto's got way too much of that, and it makes it, like, that, like, getting that stuff, whatever's in the Easter egg dye, getting that out of the atmosphere of Pluto makes Pluto a more pleasant place to live. And they said, in dyeing Easter eggs when it's not Easter, for all people, they said, we want all people dyeing eggs. We don't, like, uh... They said, we're still working on how to keep it separate because we don't want to hurt our Easter egg business. But this would be for, you know, non-secular egg dyeing for pleasure. And they said, that will relieve the woe. And you'll be the one delivering the woe. And I said, whoa. And then they, they actually laughed. I said, so you used to watch Blossom too? And they said, we did, we did. And I said, that's great. I said, what was your favorite episode? And they said, we don't, they said, I don't remember either. I don't remember any episodes. And they, I said, I remember watching it though. And then I said, did you know my, my MB Alec has a doctorate? And they said, and I said, I said, I think it's in astrophysics. So I think she's going to catch, I, I said, ironically, she's not going to fall for this plan. And they said she will because they said this this blue light is very subtle. And they said it's even working on your friends again. And then I noticed that they were like so they they hadn't been totally faking it. They had been thinking that. And I said, well, I said, did you say I had the leadership skills? And they said, you do. You're a natural leader. And they said, why don't you lead the people first? And uh you know, all you got to do is tell them to die. When you feel down, die an egg. And I said, that's it. I said, so, so I said, I could be president of the world or something. And they said, sure, we could, we could arrange that. And I was like, and it'd be as simple as saying, when you feel down, die an egg. And they said, this really seems like a complex plan. Just to get, and they said, well, we got to let excess Easter egg die on our planets. And I said, I, I, I said, there's something missing here. And they said, yeah, the only thing missing is you and your leadership skills. And I said, are you sure you just don't, like, you want to have everybody on low-level agitation and just uh, doing Easter eggs uh, so that we're not, not paying attention? Like, so then when we get the relief of dying the Easter egg, we say, whew. Oh boy, glad that woe went away. It wasn't even sure. It felt like I was high, playing hide and seek in a Kmart. And then, like, uh, but that Easter egg got rid of that, whatever that was. I said, Are you sure we won't be doing all that while other stuff is going on? Like, Pluto, you're, like, you're, you're totally, like, uh, 
like replacing our way of, uh, and they said, they said, you sound just like a natural leader. You got to get leading. And they said, but we can't have you leading. They, I said, well, what if you, uh, I said, well, do you remember her name? It wasn't Farouk Assault. I said, but like, uh, she was the one that, uh, I said, I almost remembered it. I said, I don't know if that's a leadership skill. If you can't remember, uh, Mike TV, that Augustus Gloop, uh, and I said, that triggered it. It's viral. I feel like Violet Beauregard. And they said, you could be Beauregard, but you could be Violet. And they said, they had a joke, you know, Vile Beauregard. And I said, what about Lyle Beauregard? And they said, President Lyle Beauregard. And I said, they could call me Bo. I think there was a movie where I said, I think Bo was uh, when Jeff Daniels was president, or was it Jeff uh, Bridges? Uh, he was a Bo, I think. Uh, you call, call me President Bo. I said, that'll be too casual, but if I'm president of the world, it might work. Uh, I said, unless Bo means, it might mean other things in other languages uh, and cultures. And they said, don't worry about that. Uh, and I said, wow, this is going to be great. And I said, what about me? Will I be able to die eggs? They said, of course you'll be able to die as many eggs as you wish. And then I said, can I talk to my friends? And I said, then they said, well, we got to launch you all into space uh, so that we can get you back to a normal color. And I said, okay. And then I said, well, let me just talk to my friends first before we go into space. Uh, and they said, okay. And they said, uh, they, they sent him down one at a time. First, Eddie came down. And I said, hey, Eddie. I said, uh, I'm blue now. And he goes, yeah, you're totally blue. I said, is my hair still like yours? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's like yours. It's just blue. It was like mine, like blue. And I said, do you hear they're going to try to make me president of the world? Uh, I said, what do you think about that? And he said, well, he goes, I think uh, it's going to be good for everybody. He goes, finally, we'll have a, he goes, this, he goes, this egg dying thing sounds like what we need right now. And I said, yeah, we need it. But he said, there's some, I said, but we only need it because they're injecting the blue light into everything. Like the only reason we need it. And Eddie said, don't worry about all that. Sounds great. But then I saw the blue light in his eyes, uh. And it wasn't just the steely blue eyes of Eddie Snowden. It was the steely blue eyes, you know, like, uh, or maybe it was just my reflection. I don't know. And then Glenn came, and I said, what do you think, Glenn? And he said, my dogs are going to get to die, Easter eggs, non, you know, secular, non-secular. He goes, you know, they're going to be able to die eggs, too. And he goes, you know, you saw how, like, I said, oh, that'll make them feel good, huh? He goes, yeah. And I said, so we should just go along with what these Plutonians... Now, the Plutonians were listening in the whole time. That's a probably an important plot point. But at the time, it didn't seem like that. I would just seem like, okay, pro-Plutonian, Eddie, Glenn. Then Leslie came. She didn't have anything to say. She just clapped me on my shoulder and gave me a thumbs up and a nod. And, uh, like I said, okay, like... Uh, like Leslie Stahl, thumbs up and a clap on the back. Uh, and then um, 
uh, Morley came down, and he kind of moved slower, and he said, I can't believe you're not Derek. He goes, they told me your name was Scoots, and or Drew, and now you're blue, so that makes sense. Uh, and he goes, it makes sense. And then he cl- clenched his teeth, and he goes, it makes sense, you know, because if Derek was here, uh, and I said, like, uh, I shook my head, and and uh, he moved in closer uh, to f- fake give me a hug, but he was really giving me, like, a kiss out of, like, one of those movies. He goes, if Derek, like, he whispered in my ear, he says, if Derek was here, he'd do something, not like uh, some uh, blue podcaster that loves woe. Yeah, he's gonna, you know, sell it like it. But then, like I said, oh, thanks, Morley. Thanks for your kind. Finally learned my name. Uh, this guy, you know, I did that uh, low self esteem joking move where I say, finally learned my name. Only had to turn blue and uh, get nominated by the Plutonians to be president of the world. I said, thanks, buddy. And I said, well, let's get out, like, let's head out to space. Let's head up to Pluto. How long's the trip? And they said, not long at all. I said, don't you think it'd be cool? Like, I said, Dr. Manhattan was blue, and uh, he still had a girlfriend. I remember that part for sure. So I said, that's a possibility that could be present. Like, wouldn't that be better for, and they said, you really do have leadership skills, uh, they said, you're a deal, mate. I said, I just made a deal. I'm staying blue. That's my deal. And I said, like, uh, like, uh, don't cry. I said, I got more leadership stuff. Don't cry. Dying egg. World World Leadership Day. We feel great. Take your woe. Mix it with some vinegar, which is also metaphorically a good idea, too. And, you know, you don't even have to dye your egg blue. And the rabbits, and I said, let's get on this ship and let's get away from Earth until we return. And then I said, like, I stood on there and I said, well, one more thing. And then the rabbits, you know, they were getting ready. A couple rabbits were staying behind. And I said, uh, I said, I whispered to myself, I said, Nikola Tesla, Derek needs you again. Like, follow my lead. And it really, like, who would have thought this, you know, the future of Earth would have come down to uh spirit of Nikola Tesla paying attention. It also could have been, I, I mean, honestly, I think it was just I had some level of Dr. Manhattan, you know, concentrated blue energy. But I said, before we depart for Pluto, I have to apologize to all the blue lights here. I said, broadcast this across all channels. Uh, and the rabbits looked at it, and he said, it doesn't matter. All the blue lights are interconnected. And I said, uh, earlier today, uh, before I became this blue godlike figure, and that, like, uh, even the blue lights didn't say, I said, gather around, blue lights. And then, like, an electric energy went through, and the blue lights started to move on their own. Even the rabbits looked at each other because they had never seen that before. And I said, I need to issue an apology to each and every blue light, especially the blue lights uh, that I had interpersonal relationships with. Uh, but I, I have to apologize uh, for all those years you had to watch people. Uh, like, uh, it seems like you've seen a lot out there, blue lights. Uh, and it wasn't easy being a blue light uh, 
Like you saw when you got the job, you were going to be a blue light special, making it special, showing off the specials. And maybe it uh, started that way. But as we all know, the longest quiet moment is a quiet moment in a Kmart, uh, as they say, whether it's uh, like a lull in a conversation or an unanswered question or that long, lonely silence when you're looking at, you know, when you're all by yourself, you know, no one w- would speak it. Uh, but there is uh, no safe place for contemplation within the walls of a Kmart uh, that I know. Maybe the garden section, you're right, but that's outside. And you had to witness that for decades and decades and decades. And then you became a part of this project uh, against your wills, more than likely. But I've seen another side of uh, a blue light. Uh, I've seen blue lights live the same life as a human, to love one another, uh, to sing in doo-wop bands, uh, to have, maybe that's not realistic, to have little baby blues. Uh, to find the ones they love and choose the ones they love, whichever blue light, you know, which, you know, you know, the the freedom to, to be a blue light to the fullest potential. And uh, I've thought about, uh, you know, recently I've become aware of my leadership skills, uh, thanks to these fine Plutonians. And I know that together with the power concentrated of woe within your blue lights and also the ability of blue lights to uh, interrupt natural sleep patterns. And when those things are combined with the Internet and, uh, you know, the low level of whatever you call it, that it'll start uh, uh, combined with my leadership skills. Uh, I think we all know that even though uh, like, uh, Eddie Snowden and Glenn Greenwald and Leslie Stahl and Morley Safer seem to be going along with this plan. We all know that all you blue lights deserve better. And all you have to do, uh, to, to do, do better is, uh, relocate to Pluto. And all we have to do to do that is wherever you are, uh, first, you have to become sentient, which is a leap, but I think you know what I, and then I, like, uh, I said, now, Nikola Tesla, it's Derek time, and then Morley yelled out, Derek, and then it was like a spell was broken, and immediately Leslie Stahl, Glenn Greenwald, Eddie Snowden, and uh, Morley Safer, they went into action mode. Meanwhile, I went into reverse, uh, like a blue light started charging out of me, which was, it was reconstituted within me, maybe within Nikola Tesla too, and the machine in returning to all the blue lights. And I think probably I I absorbed a lot of the woe because I think something about my pancreas has more like, uh, just like uh, just genes. I can store a lot of woe in there. And so I shot all the blue light back, and meanwhile, uh, whatever, like the the, the 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 Plutonians were subdued by, by the team, and then they were even editing each other's stories and doing camera 
for 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 Leslie Morley. And then Lil Bergman was there. He was doing the, the like executive editing or whatever. I said, Lil, I didn't even see you. He said, Yeah, he goes, uh, I said, Oh, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I said, Lil, do you think you could introduce me to Robert Reich at all? I'd like to come up with a podcast, me and Robert Reich. And Lil said, Don't you? And I said, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm recharging the lake. Uh, so then I was distributing more blue lights. And, uh, you know, this might not sound real, but it was, uh, the blue lights, uh, and this was, this necessarily did have to be covered up. Uh, so most of the reports filed were just on the regular effects of blue lights and plasticity of the brain and dopamine and the internet with what the reports were filed in news broadcasts. But, uh, the blue lights did go sentient. And you know, two two rights wrong, two wrongs don't make a right when it's a turnabout. So we say, I said to the blue lights, I said, "Why don't you go back to Pluto with the Plutonians and see what you could do about this? If they're serious, they have too much uh, Easter egg dye." I said, so "You're blue light." I said, you "Figure, help them figure it out, because uh, that sounds like a woe too." And the blue lights, they started using the spaceships to transport themselves and the Plutonians back to Pluto. And I guess the day was saved, the Earth was saved, you know, and then Morley and I, we watched, we had a quiet moment. Uh, we had a couple of uh, blue lemonades. Eddie started making, like, I guess because he didn't have as many reports to file, he made electric blue lemonade. It was delicious, uh and it was N.A., so it was totally chill. Like, uh, And there I am, sitting in a chair, sipping electric blue lemonade, uh, watching, like, mostly just, uh, like, Lowell, Leslie, and Glenn type on computers. And Eddie, like, uh, he cracked a lot of jokes. He's really funny. Also, he's, like, best friends with uh, Muskie, so they were talking on the phone. And like the Plutonian said, I said, don't worry, we're going to fix They said, the blue lights will fix everything. I got leadership skills, remember? I said, I may come to Pluto and be president of, president of Pluto, Bo. But what did I say? Bo, Bo regard, president, president of Pluto. And they, they like, uh, and they said, I'm sure these blue lights will be able to clean up whatever. I said, unless you're faking it. I said, either way. I said, you got room on Pluto for like 40,000 blue lights uh, and they shrugged but then it was just like watching blue light after blue light get on this spaceship uh one of those silver spaceships right out of like a 1920s uh like a rocket uh and load up and the blue lights tipped their hat and then finally one was left she was taking her time and it was like, and I gave her a kiss goodbye. I don't know if it was actually the one from my fantasy or another one. And it was a bit like that, uh, WW, you know, I, I like held my foot up as the blue light and I kissed each other. And then I sat back with Morley and he said, you did it again, Derek. Uh, like, thank good. He goes, I can't believe you came up with that whole fake person at podcast buffoon. Sleep podcast. He was laughing about that. Uh, he said, "What an irony that we had to do battle with blue light, and you were pretending to, that you had a sleep podcast, and your name was Scoots." And he chuckled, and I hugged him, 
because I love him. And I miss him now, but uh, I miss him because uh, it be because of like uh, I don't know, I do, but you know he'll always live in my heart. Stories real or stories fictional? Uh, another uh, time the Earth was protected against my leadership skills uh, uh, because of my good friend, my imaginary friend Morley Safer. Good night.